with one word this, this morning, one word. I, I struggled with it all week. And, um, and we're dealing with a very familiar passage of scripture. And dealing with this word, I think it'll help you. <laughs> Again, when we talk about, and I throw out this big word, we have to be good etymologists. Don't let a word go by unless you research it and understand the dynamics of it. And so um, I, I think that this word, one person I know has it down, down pat. Let's bow in a word of prayer. Father, as we come together this morning, thank you for those who are here. You have exactly who you want here this morning to hear this. For we are on one side or the other of this coin. And there are consequences, there are, are challenges on both sides. So help us, Lord, to make sure that we handle this word wisely. And when, it, when we actually say it, when it's clearly articulated to individuals, they understand what you say, what I say, and when anyone else says it, it's clear. And that it cannot be challenged. In Jesus' name we pray. And all the saints said, amen. Well, okay, we're, let's go to the sermons on that. Where it's, uh, uh, hello. Let's turn to the sermons. On, uh, okay. As you turn, we're looking at Daniel. It's a very familiar passage of scripture. Um, and as we look at Daniel, we're going to look at something that um, you know the story. You know. Uh, matter of fact, I, I tell you about uh, Daniel and the, the three Hebrew boys and everything else. You know the story, but uh, read that. What does it say? Okay, good. I just want to get it down in your soul, okay? So let's say it all together one more time. Just say no. Okay. Um, somehow, somehow we need to have that a part of our vocabulary. Sometimes, don't we get sometimes get in trouble because we don't say no? Okay. And some people interpret, since you did not say anything, that they consider it as a, a yes. See, saying nothing means that you comply. So just say no, and it's very definite. Uh, to my children, I'll say this is no and non-negotiable. Okay, so just say no. On the job and everything else, just say no. I want to deal with this. I um, uh, promise you we'll get you out at our time, 1230, because it'll probably be part two anyway. But I just wanted to, to just get you through it because it's more to this thing called no. So as we uh, go through it, I'll, we, I'll just take you in, in the middle of it. It goes this, here's the middle of it, just using the verse to tie in. It says this, if this be so, our, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fire, furnace, fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of your hand, O king. Okay. But if not, I'll get philosophical on this. If not, be it known to you. Now they're talking to the king. Be it known to you, O king, that we will not serve your gods 
or worship the golden image that you have set up. Uh, does that sound like a no? <laughs> uh, in other words, it's very clear their position. So they're saying, they're saying to hear a powerful king over provinces, okay, everybody looking at the king and looking at these guys who have, have been uh, conquered and really are slaves, working in his office, and the, and the, and the slave says, we're not going to bow down. It's showdown time. And these guys had the nerve to say, with no other backing but the Lord, no. And God want us to have the eter internal fortitude to say in di even difficult situations, no. And so we'll be analyzing this word. We'll be walking through this word because, oh, we know the story. Now let's analyze the story. Let's begin to see this thing begin to un unfold before our eyes. And so before that, of course, uh, let's ponder the terms and lay down some foundational things. Possessing the boldness to address any issue that is in conflict with the word of God and responding in one, uh, with one word that is universally understood. No. Okay. Um, in Spanish, what is it, uh, Pete? It's... No. <laughs> uh, uh, in uh, in, ju in, uh, in uh, the German is nine. Okay, uh, so I mean I don't care where you, you know even the children. You know what happened with the children? Even when they, the babies do this, which means what? They don't even know how to talk yet, but they they tell you. Mm -mm. They shake their heads. They no. So you you know the language is is universal. The question is, who does it? Who is the responder? What will be the results of saying no? And God is saying, you are carrying a powerful weapon when you know how to handle the no that God has entrusted to you as a believer. How does a, ha a believer handles no in his or her life? And understand something. Many times handling no doesn't start from the outside. It starts from the inside. You know? What are you doing that keeps you from that quiet time that, as we hear that uh, Kevin was saying, I miss my time with you? What do you have to say no to in order to spend quiet time with the Lord? You see? But, but that, we'll get a little further, okay? Let's, let's go on. Um, thinking it through. Joseph said no to the Paul's wife when she uh, tried to seduce him. I mean, you find a whole lot of no's in the Bible, okay? And Nehemiah said no to his enemies who suggested that he stop his work and negotiate with them. Tobias and uh, they and wanted to um, negotiate. He said, well, why don't you come down from your work? He said, no, I'm doing a great work, and I cannot come down. I, matter of fact, I will not come down, okay? Um, read my lips, no, okay? Saying no to the things we know displeases God is a sign of one what? Obedience. Two and three. Obedience, commitment, and character. When you say no to that which you know is, is correct and right, then you, you're doing it with character. Uh, the uh, apostolic um, church of God, um, uh, what's, what's happening there, they're, they're up against some, some uh, tremendous uh, challenges. What happened is that... Um, the, uh, there's a group uh, 
that wants them to expect, want them to accept the uh, the gay agenda in their church, and um, and they said it's in our bylaws, and we do not accept it. It's written down, and we will not accept it. They start and they start um, uh, picketing and everything else, and they walked on past the picket and keep on having morning worship. You can walk on the outside if you want to, as long as you know inside, it's no. You can, you can react. See, I cannot stop you from reacting. Okay. It, but you see, you have said no to God. Now you want us to say yes to you. Uh-uh. If that's what you want to do, you go ahead and do it. But as for us and for, for me and my house, we will do what? Serve the Lord. So therefore, when I take a stand in my household, there's a premise that I stand on. It has to be biblical. Okay, it has to be. When I say no, I mean no. Non-negotiable. Non-negotiable. Okay. It has nothing to do with people's feelings and everything else. It takes what? Courage. Obedience, commitment, character, and courage. And so that, that saints, before we even get into the storyline, I'm just giving you this, this painting of the, um, the canvas here before we do, do some real details here. Painting the canvas to let you know that all of this takes when you say no. A lot of times we refuse to say no because we're afraid of the consequences. Or the children say the consequences, okay? And the reason, guess this now, one of the reasons that we don't say no is because we're still selfish. Because you see, it might affect us. That's, I mean, if we talk long enough, sooner or later, I'm going to hear the me come out, okay? Me going to peek itself out. The reason that I'm not going to say no because of what people will think of me. The reason I won't say no because it may hurt my family. The reason I, might, I say no, no is because of what it will do uh, for, it always deals with the whole idea of me. And God says, no, I got you. Just say what? No. God answers. Uh, uh, he really uh, answers and he's honored by that. It's also courage, uh, courage and boldness. He's, that's another area that when it says uh, no, it should be with a sense of, of boldness and not, I mean, you're not a base and then a tenor when it comes down to no, no. It's, it's no, 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 no. Be, be very consistent in the word no. There's no challenge on the, on the outside that is greater than the power of God on, on the inside. Let's read it together. There is no challenge on the outside that is greater than the power of God on the inside. See, There's a tremendous price to pay in using the word no. Saying no will always initiate a reaction, but the question is, are you prepared for the response? When you say no, you're going to get a reaction. Now, be prepared for the, uh, that's why I always say, always work out the worst case scenario. Think through, if you say no, this is going to happen. So when, you, when it happens, you say, I have already made up my mind. I said no, so you can do whatever you want. When I come out of it, you're going to still hear me. If, if, I can, if you can read my lips, it'll still say no, okay? What part of no you do not understand? 
The greatest mistake we as believers can make is knowingly and deliberately saying no to the Lord, our Father. Your biggest mistake is not no to our government, not no to our friends, but when you tell God no, whenever you know the word and you're supposed to obey the word and you don't obey the word, it's not a yes, it is a what? And when you decide to disobey the word of God, then you are saying no to God. The psalmist says, where shall I flee from your presence? You know, shall I take the wings of the morning? He says, there's nowhere you can flee from God. Jonah had the nerve to say no. Where could he go? He said, throw me overboard. God said, go ahead, throw me in, throw me in the water. I got a fish for him, you know. I got, I'm going to give him a little ride for three days. We have a little conference for three days. Okay? And at, after three days, um, and he says, salvation is of the Lord. The Lord says, now go to Nineveh. Did, he, did, you, did you see him say no from that point on? No. Hey, he, he was talking about salvation is of the Lord when he came out. All right. So don't never, out of all your no's, don't say no to God our Father. And I, I want you to just personal think, think right now. What things in my life am I quietly and quote religiously and softly saying no to the Lord? That's why it says, grieve not the Holy Spirit. How do you think you should grieve in the Holy Spirit? When the Holy Spirit tells you to do something and you say no. And it grieves him. Go witness to that person. No. Why don't you think it's time to pray? No. Why don't you patch it up with this individual. Why don't you go and confront them? If your brother have an altar against you or you have an altar against a brother, why don't you go and patch things up and you say no? And you keep saying no to God. All of a sudden, there's a silence with God. Not that God have, not that God have left you, but there's a wall because, you see, you keep saying no to God. And that's why I want it to be a part of your vocabulary, but when you use it right, it is powerful. Not only will you see it and feel it, the world will see it. Okay. Okay. So now we get into our outline. That's why I said it, it won't go for the whole uh, our full time. The challenge, the conflict, the commitment, the consequences, the critical change. That's where we'll be dealing with. And so as we move uh, this morning to uh, deal with some of those uh, areas, then let's do part one as we move to the whole area of dealing with the challenge. And the challenge is, it starts off not with the uh, Hebrew boys. It, it starts off with, uh, with the king. The Hebrew youths were in an environment that was beyond their powers to change, but they maintained the inner strength that only God could give. The, the, the presentation. The king Nebuchadnezzar made an image of gold whose height was 60 cubits and its breadth six cubits. Now I thought I said cubit, 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 you know. Um, so I said, okay, Google, <laughs> what's a cubit? And Google came back, 30 yards. Okay, Google, what's 30 yards? 90 feet. He says the, the statue was 90 feet feet tall. Now, understand now, this ceiling is about at least 16 feet high. We're talking 90 feet 
high. Can you imagine that? 90 feet high. So when you talk about uh, a, a ceiling that is really, I mean, a, a statue that's really tall, and he made it, no doubt, no doubt that he had it in the valley so everybody could see it. It's, it's really tall. And so, uh, so the king did this thing, and he set it up in the plain of Dura in the province of Babylon. The proclamation. Then the king sent to gather the, the satraps and the, the, the perfects and uh, perfects and the governments and the, the counselors and the treasurers and the justices and the magistrates and all the officials and the provinces to come to the dedication of the image that King Nebuchadnezzar has set up. Then the satraps and the perfects and the governments and the counselors and the treasurers and the justices and the magistrates and all of the officials of the provinces gathered for the dedication of the image that King Nebuchadnezzar has set up. And they stood before the image that Nebuchadnezzar has set up. And, and the herald proclaimed aloud, you are commanded, O people, nations, and languages. That when you hear the sound of the horn, pipe, lyre, a trigon, heart, a bag, a bag pipe, and every kind of music, you are to fall down and worship the golden image that the king Nebuchadnezzar has set up. And whoever does not fall down and worship shall immediately be cast into a burning, fiery furnace. You say, well, Donald, I, I hear what you're saying. So what's, what's with this, this setting up something, and, and what is this if nobody bows down and says, this happened during their time, what does that have to do with us? <laughs> Let me flip the switch here. Let me make this a little bit more modern. Have you seen in the news what the Bible already predicted? Have you seen the news right now that one company is experimenting with the microchip in the hand that you can open the door? You can uh, buy food and everything else. And he said, oh, it's an experiment with 50 people. He's, do he's doing Some of the people are resistant to it. But you know what? It starts off and it seems so innocent. But you know, the Lord was mentioning the fact that, that everyone who would take the mark of the beast will be condemned. And you know what? This, it's been set up, even the envi environment. The whole idea is this. When you start going along with what society is saying, the society is telling the church to shut up. You can preach the gospel, but you cannot preach it on the street. You cannot pray it in the schools. You pray it in the church, but not in the schools. You can do all of those things, and they're saying, we're setting up something that does not tolerate God. Gods, but when you say Jesus, you can say Muhammad, you can say Buddha, but when we set up our gods, everyone has to bow down to it. But if you say no, we'll be setting up chips. And the chips is, if you don't go along with us, you'll need to be able to buy or sell or do any other thing. You think we're not building up toward that? You better wake up. Hang in there with science. It's clicking in. And so here, right now in the Old Testament, 
the king is setting it up. And whoever does not fall down and worship shall be will shall immediately be cast into a burning fiery furnace. And nobody want to be burned up because I it's to me I I don't want to be burned up. Therefore, as soon as all the peoples heard the sound of the horn, the pipe, the, the lyre, the trigon, the harp, harp, bang, pipe, and every kind of music, all the peoples, nations, and languages fell down and worshipped the golden image that the king Nebuchadnezzar had set up. All of them. All of them. Everybody. Why? Because nobody wanted to be any uh, fuel for the fire. Get down, brother, get down if you don't want to be a part of the fire. Whether you agree or not, just get down. Just bow to it. All you had to do is go along with the plan. That's all you had to do, just get down. Get down or go in, either one. You, you got a choice, down or in. And the folks were so afraid of what would happen to them. And that, the, the, here's the real problem. They didn't have any other basis. They didn't have any other God. They didn't have a foundation. I like to tell with how firm a foundation that we have. That we stand on it. We're firm on it. Here's a historical observation. The three Hebrew young men were captive and taken to a foreign land under one of the most powerful kings in their time. Because of Daniel, they were promoted over their enemies and were endowed with gifts by God that could not be ignored. They were confronted with a king who had, confer had confirmed in a dream by God that he would be a powerful king. And with that in mind, he erected a statue that would reflect his greatness, demanding everyone to bow down to it. And so these guys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, which were their um, Babylonian names, it was given to them. And the thing about it was that this king, when, he, when Daniel told him about his dream, that how powerful he would be, all that went through his head, and he erected this statue, and he wanted everybody to bow down. Well, we move further. Consider this. On an ordinary day, what type of day? Circumstances can restrict, afflict, constrain, and stress your body, but you are, are, you are in control of the status of your soul. On an ordinary day, circumstances can restrict, afflict, constrain, and stress your body, but you are in control of the status of your soul. I don't, know, I don't care what you're going through. I don't care what people are saying. I don't care all the, they, what they're saying about you. I don't care what the threats are. You have one decision, either to go along with it or stand your ground. And we have one decision. Yes or no. And guess who's looking at our decision? The first person is God. See, we quote the scriptures, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, you know. Then, hey, then if we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us, then when we are really challenged, then choose Christ. Choose your foundation, how firm a foundation that we, are, we have in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Don't let anything, because you're in control of the status of your soul. Now, when I, when I use the word soul, I'm talking about your will, intellect, and emotion. You're, you're in control of your will, intellect, and emotions. Okay? And God is saying, you make that choice. 
the conflict. Now we, we run into the conflict. Haven't got to the boys yet, but notice this. Say no will always delight the hearts of the haters in your life who look for opportunity to destroy you. So the next thing is, the next scene is, here come the haters. Therefore, at that time, certain Chaldeans came forward and maliciously, see that, that's why I underlined it, maliciously accused the Jews. They declared to King Nebuchadnezzar, O king, live forever. Like they really cared, okay? <laughs> boy, boy, okay. You, O king, have made a, a decree that every man who hears the sound of the horn, pipe, lyre, trigon, harp, bandpipe, and every kind of music shall fall down and worship the golden image. They got it right, right? And whosoever does not fall down and worship shall be cast into the burning, fiery furnace. The guys got it down. They got every word down, right? But they're using it to accuse somebody. They're using it to accuse individuals who are saying, I'm not going to do it. Whenever you say no, look for your haters to, to take you to another level. And the Bible reveals now, here come the haters. Whenever you say no, don't think that you're going to have a smooth ride from the, that wall to the other, to your destination. Don't ever think that you're going to have a smooth ride. You, if you say no to this world, get ready for the bumpy ride, okay? It's gone. There are certain Jews whom you have appointed over the affairs uh, of the province of Babylon. Now they point them out. But like, there they are. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These men, O king, pay no attention to you. They do not serve your gods or worship the golden image that you have set up. Oh, boy. Then Nebuchadnezzar, in a furious rage, commanded that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego be brought. So they brought these men before the king. I thought that we want to analyze something, an observation. Four things the Jews' accusers did in, in response to their uh, not responding to the king's command, uh, commandment. One, they clearly communicate to the king that they're understanding of the command. Oh, king, we understand the command. Oh, we understand. We, we got it down. We, we got it word for word. See, that, that's their approach. We're with you, king. Long live the king. Long live the king. Long live the king. All right? Here's the next one. They immediately accused them before the king. King, we're looking out for your interests. We who are loyal to you. Next. They use words that would implicate the king, whom, the word whom you appointed. Those, those three Hebrew that you appointed, they, really, they, they didn't go further, that you appointed over us, okay? That you appointed, said, they are not bowing down. See how they, all they had to do is just, all they had to do is just use the right words to a, a king that's, that all his puppies are not barking, and, and you, you know, and you, you got a problem on, on hand. They intentionally pressed his hot button and, and stood aside to observe the outcome. That's all they had to do. All they had to do was just push that out button, that little hot button, and say, King, what you going to do about it? Wow. There, there are times um, 
I don't know about you, but there, there are individuals who come into your life. And, uh, and I remember working on my job. And I have, I mean, I'm minding my own business. And people are looking, I mean, people look for things. Uh, I was down, I might have told you. I was, I, I, I was working um, overtime on a Saturday. And I was working in what they call with the Xerox Copy Flow 11, et cetera, et cetera. And I decided to go down and take a break. And I decided to uh, have, um, at that time, I was drinking pop. And so I put a coin in the, 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 the thing, and the pop came out. And I reached in there and got the can. This lady, who belonged to one of the supervisors, said, I reached into the machine and stole a can of pop out of the machine. And I told, I said, Roy, I said, you know me. Do you think that I need to dig, wait on a Saturday, go down and dig my hand into the machine to steal a can of pop and jeopardize my job? Um, but I told him, I said, Roy, I said, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. But see, her husband who worked on the job, he has an attitude toward me. So, uh, so his wife so happened to be there on Saturday. So she said, I stole something. There are some things that, you know, there's some things you just had to shake. Remember what I'm talking about? Uh, I'm not going to chase your wife down and, and uh, <laughs> just, just shake it off. You can't change these guys' minds. You see the word maliciously. You can't change their minds. You can't change their hearts. We do this and we had to stop. King Nebuchadnezzar initiated a defining moment in the lives of the three Hebrew uh, Jews in captivity. They had to say yes and bow down or say no and die in a fire furnace. Nebuchadnezzar answered and said to, uh, to them, is it true, O Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods or worship the golden image that, get this now, that I have set up? Now, if you are ready, when you hear the sound of the horn, pipe, lyre, uh, trigon, harp, band, they used to, they're, they're saying everything, right? Bagpipe and every kind of music, to fall down and worship the image that I have made, that I have made, well and good, but if you do not worship, you shall immediately be cast into a burning, fiery furnace. And who is the God who will deliver you out of my hands? Okay. Now, I see here, I put three things. One, the chance. Now, if you are ready, when you hear the sound of the horn, the, the pipe will go, the la, 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 okay? that I have made well and good. Here's the choice. But if you do not worship, you shall immediately be cast into a burning, fiery furnace. The challenge. Who is the God who would deliver you out of my hands? That's, that's the challenge that we end this morning. He says, who? Is the God that's going to deliver you? You made a choice. I'm going to give you a chance to reverse that choice. Because you don't know who I am. 
But that's my statue that I set up. And there's and what type of God that you have that can deliver you out of a, a furnace of fire? Who is that God? You're not my boss. You're not the boss of me. <laughs> Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said to the king, O King Nebuchadnezzar, we do not have need to answer you in this matter. If this be so, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace, he will deliver us out of your hands. But if not, be it known to you, O king, we will not serve your gods or worship the golden image that you have set up. Their determination, their decision, their declaration. Oh, we heard what you had to say. I want you to understand something. I want you to, you had your little talk. The first thing is, we're not intimidated by it. And we want to make it sure, very clear, we will not. That word just say no. We will not bow down to your gods that you set up. Now he's saying, they're saying that in front of the king and all of the witnesses and his haters and everything else. You know, when I was in school and you wanted to get a fight on, you say something like your mama and you get this woo, you know. Now here it is. Here are these Hebrew slaves that have worked under him. In his office, and he have appointed them, and they said, we are not going to obey you. Wow. And so next week, we'll deal with the rest of this. As we say, just say what? Just say no. My, my prayer is that we as individuals will get to that point of just saying no. One last thing. Overcomers are individuals who have decided before to challenge the depth and purpose of their relationship with the Lord. Have you? Before the challenge, they have already established the, the depth and the purpose of their relationship. Now, let me ask you a question. Have you decided right now? They have decided already. There's a song, I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. Um, until we make a decision like that, we'll be wavering. Until we make a decision like that, we're going, we're going back and forth. And as we uh, close this morning, what things have you been saying yes to or you've been hesitant on? What have you not been standing firm on? And God is challenging you this morning. Just say no. I don't care how intimidating it is, just say no. When I said no to my friends years ago on the street, wahoo, singing groups and everything else, and turned my life over to the Lord Jesus Christ, I lost all my friends. But the Lord gave me a host of friends, literally over the nation. Um, and I praise the Lord for each one of them. I would have never met them if I had not said no. Oh, my friends, each one of them have died. 
jobless, died, crashed. And that's only the beginning without Christ. When we say no, to whom are you saying no to? Be careful. What is your resolution? What is your core value? My prayer this morning is that you say, Lord, let me walk out of here. And every time Satan tells me to do something that I know that is against your will and your way, I will say, no, no. If you've been weak in that area, um, as we stand, we're going to sing a simple song. It's not according to the bulletin. It's, it's one that you know, though. Um, I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. I've, I've gone a one-way street, and regardless of what happens, no turning back. Regardless of the losses and the heartaches, that's only temporal. But understand, we're dealing in two spirits, the spiritual spirit and the physical spirit. And the physical will soon pass away. And God is saying, I got you in the physical and spiritual. Just say no. Just say no. You don't have to blend in because you're already in. Our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, if you've asked him as your Lord. If you've been dragging this week in that area, I'd like to pray for you as we prepare to sing our last song. If you're that person where you just simply stand and say, hey, Don, that's me. It's me, it's me, O oh Lord, standing in need of prayer. Not my mother, not my father, but it's me, O oh Lord, standing in need of prayer. And again, we want to end on let, let everyone stand. I have decided to follow Jesus as we close. <laughs>